0: Welcome back to the Hour Time Podcast, the podcast for watch geeks, by watch geeks. I'm John Biggs. I'm Victor Marks. And I'm Nicholas DeLeo. And today on the show, we have a deep, deep discussion of NFTs. <laughs> NFTs. Hold the fast one on you, folks. Neapolitan fusili transfer mechanisms. Is that what they stand for? Yes. Risk, risk check real quick. What do we got on? I am wearing a
1: Zodiac Granville.
0: Is it like a, like a, like the Granville like the like the car? Is that isn't that like wasn't that a uh, a famous, Grand uh, Am? Yeah. Wasn't that wasn't there a Granville like station wagon? There must have been.
1: Yeah, with wood paneling? Yeah. Yeah. So is it is it un, an in honor of that? It is not. Oh, that's too it, bad. It is. It is too bad, but it's still a great little watch. It is a quartz three-hander, so I know already you don't approve, but that's okay. It is, uh, it's got a beautiful blue dial. It's got thin hands, and one, the second hand is rose gold. What's really cool about this thing that I like so much is, is first of all, it's super comfortable. And second of all, the Oyster bracelet adjusts unlike any bracelet you've ever seen.
0: Okay, we'll explain this. What's going on?
1: Okay. So normally, you can adjust a bracelet with either little screws, which inevitably the screwdriver slips and cuts your yeah. hand, and you've got a mess. Or, with little split pins where you have to get a tool to push the pin out, yeah or or with these really goofy pin and collar things where you you undo a link and now you've got a pin and like three collars and you've lost all the parts okay. and ba- basically they're all nightmares, and so the old way was you' you'd go to someone and they'd adjust it for you right
0: incidentally i tried to do I tried to adjust my rolex band uh. Oh, recently. Boy. Uh, bad news. Anyway, please continue. What would you do? You strip a thread on it? No, I didn't strip a thread. I just screwed up one of the – I just screwed up two little screws and now it looks awful and I feel like an asshole and it's just a mess. Please continue. So, cause this, cause I have this to is, take that is, away from you. Because this is
1: <laughs> – is... I have to take that thing away from you. You're not responsible enough. <laughs> I know. I'm not responsible enough to own, own a, uh, own a <laughs> freaking right. Rolex. So this thing looks like an oyster bracelet. It is three links across, three, three parts across. And one of them, one of the edge pieces – flips down and then it slides off of a bar that's fixed in the, the 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 link on the other side and so to adjust this thing you can do it without any tools at all and all you do is you you grab it and you flip down the side of the bracelet and slide it off and then flip down another one and slide that whole link out and then you just put it back together and snap and it's done
0: hmm see that sounds wonderful that sounds like a it's great experience as, as opposed to my experience
1: yeah so you could have a $500 Zodiac, $400 Zodiac, or you could have a multi-thousand dollar scratch up and mess up your screws and feel bad.
0: Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I want anymore. I, ultimately in in, in life, where, wh- who are we really? Ultimately. I asked what, that all the time. What do we ask of? What do we ask of the world and what does the world ask of us?
1: Well, I've been writing an NFT thing about uh, happiness. So
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, uh Nicholas, what do you got on?
1: Well,
2: yes, I have on today the Seiko King Turtle, uh the Save the Ocean Great White War- uh great white shark edition. I got this about a year ago. It's the JDM model. Uh so it's got the kanji uh, day in there. Uh yeah, it is it is very slightly too big. But you know what I say? Who cares? I'm home alone. No one, <laughs> no, one's noticing. No, one no one's no one no no one even notices. Is is that the the blue dial with the sort of waves engraved into it kind of? Yes, thing? that's exactly it. And then the lower oh. left around uh you can kind of see like a shark fin. It's kinda neat. It's
1: uh yeah, I don't know. Does I, it have one of those big prospect X's on it?
2: Yes, it has a very oh. annoying and and a and a terribly unnecessary uh cyclops. Uh, yeah. Uh but yeah, I don't know. I thought it was neat at the time. It is It is probably it is too big. It is neat. But yeah. John, what do you have? Do you have anything or you just, you've just given up? I've
0: just given up. No, I, I got a, I got a Tocino. I'm wearing that Tocino that I tried to fix. <laughs> hey, it's repaired. It is is repaired. It's that, right. it's a day, it's a, it's a, it's a, It was, you know what? It's I'm gonna, I'm not gonna, I'll, I'll, I, I'm gonna say it's a good watch. I'm not gonna say it's a great watch. I'm gonna say it's an acceptable watch. Now that I've taken it all apart and looked on the, looked at the guts and how it all went back together again, it's a, it's like the ultimate tool watch. But I wouldn't wear it as a tool watch because it's too,
1: it's way too delicate in terms of the crystal. Right. But let me ask, how, how much did you pay for that thing before you had to buy all the parts and tools? I think like three hundred bucks or something. It wasn't that bad. Okay. So for three hundred bucks, and it's well made, and you've taken it apart and put it back together successfully. Yeah. Is there anything wrong about it for the money? Should people feel bad about this watch for the, okay. For the, is the question
0: is, will I allow it? I don't want, I don't want a person to get the bad, get the wrong idea about this watch. I wouldn't, I would, this is, this is a secondary watch in your collection. This is something you, you take, you try on a flyer. Because for three hundred bucks, you can probably get a like a classic watch that's a little bit a little bit older, might be a little bit more beat up, but would have a lot more character. This is this is a very no logo watch. There's no logo yes. on the face. It's very it's very plain. It's a it's a chronograph and it doesn't even have like the right registers. It's got a twenty four hour register instead of a twenty four hour um, twenty four hour time register versus a versus an accumulator um, twelve hour accumulator, and it's just kind of goofy. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to give it, I'm not going to give it two thumbs up by any stretch of imagination. And the fact that I wore it for probably about a week, uh, before the crystal just cracked down the middle, uh, and then had to do an entire process to get the crystal back in again and buy new crystals. So I, so I I are
1: better watches to buy
0: much better watches. And if, if, if I'm going to, if I'm going to say 300 bucks, go buy yourself a a used Seiko instead of this.
1: Okay. I I agree. And that's
0: and that's kind of my problem with a lot of these watches that we talk about, like the, like the the on the eBay the eBay brands, I guess you could say. Where yeah, yeah it seems like a great a great opportunity. It seems like a great price, but if you have a big enough crystal, it's going to get cracked. It's not a tool watch anymore. If you have a if you have a bad if you have bad case quality or bad movement quality, you just not you're going to get like whatever. We, right you guys just talked about it. Forty, 40 seconds s- forty seconds off per day, yeah. and you, you don't you don't get good timing on these things. So. So there, there are things you can buy and the things you don't want to buy.
1: It's it's like that Chinese chronograph that I bought, the the manual wind. Yeah. Where a lot of people, I mean, micro brands use them, micro brands ship them, but some people have really bad luck with them, right? You you get a couple that ship out that break, and and the rest of them are okay. Mine is, you know, hand, hand to heart, still working pretty well. But yeah, if I got a bad one, it would suck. And all it takes is one bad one for you have a bad experience.
0: And I have the, I ultimately, I have a dream in my, in my heart that I wanted to get like a, I don't know, a SAR, like one of those, uh, what was the, the, the SAR watches, the search and rescue watches. I always liked those. Oh, yeah. Um, but I just can't, it's either you get, are the, either they're crazy expensive. If they're like a Luminox or something like that, well, needlessly expensive, let's say. Yeah. Or if they're an autumn, if they're an automatic or a mechanical, they're crazy expensive because they have the, the, the goal has been kind of like priced up or if they're complete like junk, then they're a lot harder to, they're a lot harder to buy because they're, you don't know what you're going to get. So it looks like a marathon SAR and, but like, like I'm looking at a marathon SAR right now, a thousand bucks for a pre-owned uh, dive watch on a rubber bracelet yeah. that you, that, that could be easily faked. This one's all beat to hell too. it looks like somebody scratched the heck out of the case. Uh, and why, why do I, why do I want that Agita? thousand bucks for these things it's like that it's like those u-boats remember the u-boats that i was fascinated by for like 15 minutes (laughs) yeah anyway i just it's uh it's it's a it's a little it's a little thing that i i got on my head because it's kind of like why why am i going to spend this money and why would i recommend anybody else spend their money on like Mm -hmm. an oceanica right ebay watch uh, for 150 when I know they're not going to be pleased with it, and I know at some point it's just going to crack and destroy. And, like, in the same, the same goes for a fake one. Uh, I know, I know, Nicholas, you have your fake Seiko and you enjoy it, uh, but you're it's wrong, homage, about it. you're, it's not a fake. you're wrong it's about it, you're, you're wrong about it implicitly,
1: right?
2: <laughs> Whatever you well, want to say.
1: I paid good money for a watch today, yeah. I, I spent uh, I spent less than 300, but not much less on a it's it's basically like the, the Black Bay fifty eight style case. It's got a dial that I drew. It's got a case back that I drew. It's got a crown and the clasp with custom logos on it. And it's using the I could have paid an extra hundred bucks and had a, a real uh twenty a real Salita SW two hundred in it, but I, I cheaped out and got the PT five thousand which is a clone of the SW two hundred. Mm-hmm because we all have limits, right? How much am I going to throw into this thing that's complete unicorn that no one but me is ever going to want?
0: But is it – so you made it yourself. So you basically designed this whole thing. I
1: designed this whole thing from from top to bottom in a in case that they visits? had. I'll share one with you later. And but, what, what's,
0: uh, what's it called? Is it the uh, is it the Victor Marx? It is. Uh, Marx it a is, lot?
1: It is not. No, this one um, drew for uh, a group of people. And so it's got their their symbol on the dial and their symbol on the crown and stuff. But it's pretty cool.
0: Oh, so it's like a QAnon kind of thing. You you and the QAnon Yeah, it's it's together. the
1: Watch Cult. No, it's yeah. um <laughs> It's the Watch Cult without the insurrection.
0: Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. I was, so I thought I thought so it's not like the you're not you didn't make it for the uh for the for the uh, the, the Templars.
1: No, it's not for the, not for the Knights Templar. Okay. But uh but anyway, I figured you know I, I drew this thing. I ought to have one, so I threw some money at it.
0: All right. Well, I mean, look, I'm looking I mean, at it's, the it's, aer- I'm at it's gonna run well. The, yeah, it's going to run well. It's going to run fine. But also, you don't know you don't know what the quality of the of the crystal is. So you don't know what the quality of the materials it's are. A sapphire. So, so, but how? But my my sapphire cracked almost immediately.
1: We'll 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 find out. I'll let you know. the The group that's putting these together has been making uh, watches and selling them under their current name for a few years and has been pretty good. All right. So I, I feel like it's a risk worth taking.
0: It's a, it's a road road less traveled or road more traveled. You got to do things in life. All right. NFTs. What do we got about NFTs here?
1: Well, I I wasn't going to talk so much about the non-fungical uh, transfer facility. I was going to talk about uh, Vacheron and the blockchain. Okay. Yeah. Go for it
2: almost as fun yeah, almost, almost, almost. As fun <laughs> let me
1: bore you with this so a, a few years ago 7 friday 7 friday are are makers of swiss watches with miyota citizen movements in them and they started putting nfc chips in their watches so that you could hold your phone up to it only if an android phone by the way but you could hold your android phone up to your watch and it would scream at you yeah i'm a real 7 friday yeah because there are people faking 7 fridays which is weird and, you know, when, when you – so normally when you fake a watch, right, if you were a, fa- a factory in China faking a watch, you would the, – there, there are some exceptions, right, where they clone the real movement. But in the case of 7 Friday, they're using a Mayota movement and so they just use the same exact movement in their fake because everyone can use that movement. Yeah, It's crazy. So 7 Friday decided they would put NFC chips in their watches to make it so that owners could identify that they had a real one. Vacheron Constantin, which is at an entirely different end of the pool than Seven Friday, decided that they were going to use a blockchain to authenticate Vacheron. Mm-hmm. And so what they've done is they've put a RFID inside the watch strap of all the vintage Vacherons that they refurbish, and you can go ahead and use their readers at their boutiques and have it tell you the history of your watch.
0: Okay yeah the provenance right
1: yeah the provenance everything that they have in their archives on on your special watch but they're using this this blockchain certification extension to uh to to sort of authenticate and secure the ownership and traceability of all of these timepieces so so that's great good for them uh happy happy hap, uh, j- can we do a 51% attack on this
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean
2: there three people mazels right <laughs>
0: mo- mo- all around uh, i think that's something you say uh see so, so so i've been doing a lot of thinking about the nft stuff i've i'm working with some few people about an nft project just to, just for kicks just to give it a try Ooh. It's a, it's a secret. It's a secret. Uh, I think this
2: stuff is neat for the record. It's kind of cool.
0: It's neat. It's nice to have that provenance, but I, but I'm worried about connecting the, I'm worried about connecting the, the, the physical with the ephemeral and, or no, the, 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 the physical, the physical object with the digital object, because digital objects aren't, uh, aren't, aren't ephemeral. These, these digital are, uh, these digital objects aren't ephemeral. They they stay this they stay online forever. Uh, they they yes. they they they're, they're basically they're basically solid objects that exist on the internet, which is which is the first time this has ever been done, and that's a very important thing. Right. But I just don't I don't feel the I don't feel the impetus. Ah, whatever. Yeah, maybe I do. Fine, I'll allow it. I'll allow it because because they because it, it's a it's actually a very good use case for the for the blockchain to store the provenance of a watch, so you know who bought it when who fixed it, who repaired it, who who broke it, and but you <laughs> has to be a foolproof way of figuring out. Like you have to have a DNA test of this freaking watch to know exactly which watch it is that you're talking about on the blockchain or else this whole thing just goes goes Falls belly. Apart.
1: Yeah. The, the problem is that, you know Paper records have lasted a really long time, unless the factory catches fire. You can find out what happened to a watch from 1911 or from 1870 or whatever.
0: Well, for example, the the brigade, brigade's watch, uh, brigade, all the brigade's records disappeared. They were all destroyed during the uh, revolution. So nobody knows who
1: owned certain numbers of uh, numbers of watches. But the other problem is that. The digital problem, you know, in the 1980s, we were storing this stuff on floppies, and if those records were stored on floppies and not on paper, then those records are also now gone. We, you sometimes have better storage and yeah. better recall of the uh, the paper archives than you do of the digital ones. So, how do we solve this? Is the question.
2: Well, you don't. Do we know which blockchain this is using. Is this, is they using is this their uh, own homegrown. They're, they're
1: using Ariane, which is uh, yeah a sales as a service platform for blockchain well, stuff. Well,
0: there's, there's another, there's another woman that I was sp- speaking to and she wanted to put, she wanted to actually, if you bought a watch, like if you bought a, yeah, whatever, of uh, whatever, uh, uh, whatever the, the company was, uh, um, if you bought one of those, you could actually put that watch as a physical, as a op- digital object into like games and to online experiences, that kind of thing. So you could basically wear the watch in your game. You would enjoy that, uh, Nicholas because you have nothing yeah. else going on.
2: Well, no, it I was well, A, true. But B, you know, uh that, that does sound like the thing, you know, kids would I could see a kid rolling into Fortnite or whatever the whatever the next Fortnite is with their cool sneakers and their unique yeah, the watch. Loot box I mean, why stuff. not, you know? So
0: so that so that's an interesting question. So I was just I was just talking with uh with Cassio today, and Casio's latest stuff is actually very, very it's very indicative of a, of a direction that they're headed where it will be like unique pieces versus a, versus a commodity piece. Like, uh, and I've been getting into like sneakers, for example, and trying to understand right. that market and that well, market, well, I even, can help you. Yeah. I mean, that market's even answer, crazier man. than this. Uh, I just bought some Yeezys. I don't know if I should just keep them All or right. sell them. Should I Where'd keep you them want or sell this? them? The, the ash blue. Oh, V2, you got that. Yeah. <laughs> Is, do, I, do I like I, this actually? Do I keep them? Do I sell them? Uh, I, I have to check the
1: discord Intel
2: to see
0: if
1: you can sell. I haven't, I haven't worn them yet. I just put them in a box. You wear them only in carpet so that nothing ever marks up the Yeah, exactly. Not, not that we're going out anywhere anyway, but. Yeah, exactly. We're not going (laughs)
0: anywhere, but I, but look, I just, I'm
1: just thinking to myself, I'm thinking out
0: loud, like do, do watches become go the way of the Nike situation where you have like, uh, where you have this endless parade of new designs that come out. Does it happen? I don't know. You, you guys tell me.
1: I think the problem, and, and Nicholas can correct me, but the, the problem with Yeezys and that they were very supply and demand oriented. This whole sneaker thing is supply and demand oriented where you have to keep a limited number in circulation to be exclusive enough and yet still make enough to make money. Right? So the production on this is weird.
2: I would say to, to, to close that loop, you should just hold on to those. They're not really selling for much more than retail.
0: So, so I should just keep those. All right, that's fine. Yeah, I just keep buy. those.
2: Although I will say I, I'm literally on eBay right now trying to sell uh they came out in December, the breads, black and red. I paid two two twenty for them, and they're getting they're getting close to three hundred and they're used. I wore them in the house like once or twice. Uh but yeah, it depends on the model. You can get a pretty decent, uh pretty decent resell.
1: Yeah, like so the original boosts, the original Yeezy boosts would be much more, right? But the ones yes, that he's got sure. are yes. staying at retail because they
2: overproduced. Yeah, I was looking at actually some O.G. Easy's uh, maybe two weeks ago, and they're like they're like a thousand dollars. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's crazy. It, it's, it's crazy. <sighs> you know, I'm sure a kid who would say, "Why would you pay for, you know, yeah, for a thousand dollars for?" Yeah. Why are you buying? Yeah. It? Well, yeah, yeah. It's the well, same thing. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. All right. All right. Go for it. All right. So please, please continue. Yeah, so I, so I, so I agree. So I think at some point we're going to be at a point. We're going to be in a situation where, where the watch watchmakers. Get, get wise to this view of commerce and they're going to start, they're going to start pushing their, their wares in that way. And I think it's going to be an interesting point because you're going to have more unique pieces than just these commodity pieces, especially coming out of a company like, like Casio, which is all commodity all day.
1: Right. Yeah. But Casio can do small runs. Casio can do limited editions easier. And and so they can move over to this kind of thing faster.
2: I mean the, the, the Casio that I bought, that was that was in that was like in stock for like a month or two before they discontinued. I don't know if that considered a, a small run, but like that that was only alive for like a yeah. second. Well the uh
0: well again I talked to Casio today and they said like the guys like the Cas the things like the Casio, et cetera, are really uh are really selling like hotcakes
2: so i bet yeah no i saw a lot of uh, a lot of heat online for the heat it's a wrestling a lot of buzz online. a lot of buzzes yes i don't know i know we've had this conversation earlier john you know what what can the watch business do to like get the kids so to speak but it does feel that uh i mean it sounds like casio's like kind of trying to think about it uh you know what do we do to get younger people into the and they're you know ultimately they're inherently like cool looking objects so to me uh you know i was looking at the comments section of of another big watch website the other day and people arguing back and forth is like should watches be tools are they just jewelry and to me i'm kind of like chill i'm like whatever i mean who cares (laughs) really it's the actual it's like whatever whatever you're into it should be enough frankly Uh, but there does seem to be that kind of like real weird like i don't want to use the word gatekeeping but like kind of like uh if people like the way it looks why isn't that why isn't that enough you know
1: I mean I think a lot of people forget that Swatch in the 80s was what saved the, the Swiss watch industry, right? Yeah, of course. And Swatch was all about let's it was make about something fast cheap. fast fashion, you would plastic. call it fast fashion. Yeah, yeah, it was cheap, playful, fast. And it was let's get the kids. And so if Casio's becoming another Swatch for that, God bless him. Yep. I'm I
0: don't know. I mean like I I'm I'm kind of excited about that and I think I think it I think it gives and and the the, NF, the discussion of NFTs in general has made has made me think a lot more about the definition of art, the definition of why we produce art, and how to yes. produce art and how to sell art. So if we if we say okay, these are tools, these are these are objects, these are objects that that help us, I don't know, get through our lives, but are also pieces of art, then we have then we we get the best of both worlds, and and there's no reason they shouldn't they shouldn't intermingle. I, I'm frustrated when it's, when a company basically just says it's fashion and just says this product is a, this product doesn't really have to have any history, doesn't have to, doesn't have to think about its actual, uh, its actual provenance. And we would just say, we put a, we put a quartz, quartz, uh, movement inside of a Burberry case and just call it a day, which drives me nuts. But I also think, I think intelligent, if you're intelligent about it, then you can actually pull it off.
2: I was gonna say it might drive you nuts, but if you're an eighteen year old kid who just thinks it looks cool, then you know yeah,
0: if it looks cool. Yeah. You know. I don't know what
2: but there it looks, you go. I mean to me that's enough justification, frankly.
0: I, am I even allowed to wear Yeezys? I'm forty five years old. What what, what what am I I think you're by the target market actually. Yeah. <laughs> By the, time, by the time a guy like me is put straps on some Yeezys
2: like, – I uh, feel like a lot of the buzz on Yeezys – Yeah, is that's – Kind of dead. Uh, uh, that's fine. <laughs> so what? What did I do? So do I have to sell it? What do I have to do? Get rid of it? No, you wear them. They, I, like, I actually like that They're pretty comfortable. Way. Yeah. They're quite comfortable. Yeah. They're fine sneakers. I don't know. What do people want? So what is no, – but. All right, well, fine. What so, are you yeah. trying to figure out, John? I, my my advice as your friend is to just hold on to those because there's not a great resale unless you want to go out of your way to like make twenty dollars. Yeah, think- exactly. yeah. Uh, I'm gonna burn them. Hold an hour. To make twenty Wear them, around, uh wear 'em around town. You know,
0: just wear them out. T- just wear out. So, so, but, but you're, but, but I'm also worried that if I wear them around town, I'm gonna look like a big old uh, skadoosh
2: uh yeah maybe i mean you might but so what who's looking at your feet john
1: that's the, the other thing
0: what else what else they gonna look at me i'm i'm i'm, 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 I'm ugly <laughs> I'm as maybe you'll yes. get compliments <laughs> I'm, <laughs> ugly. I'm ugly as a damn uh as a damn bulldog my body looks like uh looks like a, a a potato sack full of
2: uh, mud look at that handsome young man with his <sighs> fancy sneakers his fancy sneakers
0: Again, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly just trying to, uh, I'm trying to separate myself from the, from the riffraff. Uh, I considered, I considered it a, a signaling, a signaling tool. All right. So what else we got right. going on?
1: The citizen. The citizen. Not, not just a citizen, but the citizen. Which citizen is this? It, it's the citizen.
2: Have you not been online that's, this week? John? That's
1: the joke. You, you won't believe me, but I'm telling you just as much. As, OK, so let me frame it like this. There are a lot of people in this world that had a lot of difficulty telling apart the difference between a Seiko and a Grand Seiko, especially when Seiko chose to label them on the dial Seiko Grand Seiko. You with me so far? OK, we got you. OK. Oh, so, boy. I see so where this is going. Citizen made a watch, which they have entitled simply The Citizen. The Citizen. The Citizen. Would you like we to know? Put a how link much, in the chat room, John. Would you like to know how much money it costs to purchase The Citizen? Oh God. Please continue. Six thousand American. To purchase these the The Citizen from Citizen. Oh man. The Citizen from Citizen is a brand new 6000 dollars automatic watch. And they uh, they they developed this movement with La Joux Perret, yeah, which is not a big surprise since I think La Joux is owned by Citizen. Okay, and they they've made this uh, it's it's a forty millimeter wide watch, ten point nine millimeters thin in steel. Uh, they took a page from Seiko and decided that the case should be angular and have facets and contrasting finishes. So it's a lot of brush and a lot of polish. Um, it's got a round bezel that is flat on the top. Uh, the, the bracelet is an H link style bracelet and, uh, it's said to be integrated, although I was looking at it and it kind of looks like hidden lugs to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's rated at plus It's minus three plus five seconds per day, 60 hours of power reserve. Um, the movement looks pretty boring. It's pretty boring. Yeah. I mean, it's a three-hander with a, well, uh, the, oh God. Right. But the, the movement itself, like they've got this, uh, cut out counterweight for the rotor and they've got some, some anglage on some of the plates in the balance cock, but they don't have any fancy finishing on the thing. There's no, there's no stripes. There's no machine turned swirl. There's nothing. It's just a plain. It, I, if you showed me that movement without the rotor on it, I would not be able to tell you at a glance if that's the difference between like a $50 Miota movement or yeah, $6,000 yeah. Miota movement. I just can't tell. Oh um,
0: see I and 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 and, and uh the, 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 the watch lover in me says, Yeah, go for it, citizen. Do you, you do you. Yeah. Uh but also the, the uh the person in me that says don't make it cost six thousand dollars also says that says what I just said.
1: Yeah.
2: I feel like I would very be very interested in buying if they just had their Eco Drive in there. Like to me, it looks great. To, speaking a second ago, does it look cool? Yeah, I like the look a lot. A lot actually. I love the texture of the dial. Uh, if that was using any, you know, their Eco Drive, for example, that's an instant buy for me. That's pretty close to an instant buy for me. Uh, Six thousand. Uh, that is not happening. That is not an instant so. buy for you. No. Well,
0: that's kind of like that Seiko that reissue. The the like the first Seiko. Uh, that you have a, the, the you have the, the... Homage,
2: yeah the the Willard homage yeah they they yeah. announced uh, oh, there was a whole bunch last week and we talked about a few of them but they yeah they have a new kind of Willard uh, doing in honor of this Japanese uh, explorer yeah and that's, uh, yeah and they that's want
0: like three thousand well I saw know. one it's I saw one in the and and I think it was Singapore or something like that it was like six thousand at the airport and it's yeah. too
2: much it's just crazy it's a little pricey I mean it's especially when they also have that same shape you know, kind of across the the pricing stack. You can get like one for like $500 or whatever. Uh, so yeah,
1: I don't know. What what breaks the citizen for me is that Seiko has, across the whole pricing stack, like you just said, a range of things that are available. You know, they used to have the SKX. They have the Seiko 5. They have they had the SARB. They have the Presage. They have the Alpinist. Then they have the Grand Seiko. And then they have the Crater, And so they have something at every price level, pretty much. And they have an automatic at every price level. And citizen does not. Citizen is eco drive, eco If you want a mechanical, you get a thousand bucks, right? And for your thousand bucks, you do not get a great one. You get the eighty two Yeah. Which is their their terrible one that microbands use because it's cheap. And you know, it's not even the ninety fifteen, which is the goods the good citizen automatic. So you go from nothing to a thousand bucks and from a thousand bucks to six thousand bucks.
0: Yeah. It's a little wild. A little crazy for me.
2: Maybe it'll make more sense. Maybe it, maybe this is step one. Maybe they're trying to kinda do like Seiko and kinda go a little up market and maybe this will all make sense in twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three. Uh but to me, right now, I don't know. Six thousand for that. I I won't allow it. I'm not seeing it. I'm not allowing yeah, it. I, I agree actually. So I'm I'm
0: happy that we all uh I'm happy that we all agree on, to disagree on this or agree I mean to be
2: I I wanna say horrified. this. I think again, it looks great. I love I, it, but eh, I don't know.
1: Se- Seiko has screwed up for years. Seiko's had the most incoherent, disastrous, ugly line of Eco Drives for years. Yep. They, they don't even know what they're doing with that line. And they name the watch models the same for completely different looking watches. They have six watches and they're all named Bryson and not a single one of them looks the same. They have no idea what they're doing. I think I have two of them actually. Yeah. I've got like a field watch. I've got a Flieger. I think they're both. And they both right. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> they have no clue what they're doing. So I'm glad that they made this thing because it at least looks like a decent watch. But I wish they had an idea of what a product roadmap was. I wish they had a coherent sense of what they were trying to be because this, this doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Let's let them, uh, let's let them live their lives,
1: you know? I just want better out of them. I'm, I'm disappointed.
0: No, you don't, you don't, you don't get better. Who's, who's going to be better. Who's going to give you worse? who's going to give us anything ultimately here, here, here,
1: here. I will work on not being so disappointed.
2: <laughs> what else we got? Lads. I think that was about it for the week, uh, unless you want to keep doing the sneaker talk. I mean, that's kind of
0: no. We should do a sneaker podcast. I think that'd be. I think would be a great hit with the. Uh... There are a couple.
2: I think <laughs> I don't know if there's one with a with a forty five year old man uh, <laughs> and his uh, his underlings. Forty <laughs> five year old uh, man reviewing sneaker review dot com, and, and it's we interesting. Have, there are just we as have there had are, shoes sent to us in the past,
1: though. Yeah.
0: Patrick really. I mean, was really okay. good
1: about getting shoe- shoes sent around.
0: But how do you how do you review a shoe? It's just uh you put it on, it fits, and then yeah, you, you wear
1: it for, it. it for a week and if it hurts you you say so. All right.
0: Well, there you have it. Let's let 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 let, let people live their lives, let people enjoy things. No, I agree uh, criticism it. is uh, unwarranted in uh in every in every case and in the end we are uh, all all food for worms. This yeah, has exactly. been <laughs> This has been the Our Time Podcast,
1: the Nihilist episode. I'm John Biggs. I'm Victor Marks. This is the Mercutio episode. They've made worms meet up me.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I am Nicholas Dalio.
1: And we shall see you uh, next week.